Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Jets Banter. Frankie Gons here, of course. We got Chesco. Chesco, how we doing, brother? We're feeling good. How about you? Feeling great. And and you know what? We, we got an interesting episode here for you guys. We're going to change things up a little bit. No crazy agenda, no specifics. The last episode we just put out, great episode in my opinion, was all about the draft. We recapped that. You guys should, should listen to that. But we're going to do a little bit of Jets mailbag this episode. How, how are we feeling about that? Feeling great. I'm feeling great. I love it. Love the, the fans are talking to us. Love that we have, you know, dialogue back and forth with these fans and DMs and comments and I'm ready. I'm, I'm very excited for this one. I will say that. Ready to roll. Before we go into it, real quick, guys, follow us on all social media: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Jets Banter. We're gonna do more mailbags in the future, so make sure you follow us on there. Give us your thoughts. Give us your opinions. But hey, I think we got we got a handful of questions that we'll address here. Um, you know, a lot of them go from you know stuff on the field, personal questions to us. So, Francesco, I'm, I'm just gonna ask you. First one we got from at, uh, I think it's BetDis25. At BetDis25 wrote to us, who is the most impactful player the Jets brought in this offseason? It's a loaded question. I mean, obviously, probably Zach Wilson was impactful player that they brought in. But I mean, I'm I'm assuming besides, I'm going to answer the question with saying besides Zach Wilson. Okay. I think the most impactful player is going to be Carl Lawson on this team. Carl Lawson, DN, creating havoc, getting the quarterback's face, guy's a beast. If I had to tell you one guy, I'm going Carl Lawson. But, you could, you know, that can, I think also Elijah Vera Tucker is going to be a huge piece on the left side with Makai Becton, more running lanes. I mean, it, it, but the number one, and Elijah Moore, stud receiver, but a lot of receivers in the team. Okay, I'm Carl Lawson. That's my pick. Final answer, you're all in. Carl <laughs> Lawson, that's my guy. That's the guy, Ed Rusher. Desperately needed, desperately needed an edge rusher. Best pass rusher, pass rusher we've had since John Abraham. That's my guy. All right, so that was all right. So you know what? Let me split this up. Sorry about this. I'm going to change your question a little bit. You just gave us a guy that they signed a free agent. Who's the most impactful player that they drafted this year? I'm going to say Elijah Moore. Yeah. Elijah Moore. I think he's a. I think he's a difference maker. He's one of those guys that impact players. You always want to know where he's being, he's lining up on the field. I think he can go outside, inside. Very dynamic player. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson's favorite go-to piece if they trade Jameson Crowder. I think he's going to go right into that role and be very effective very quickly and be a big problem for opposing defenses. You're going Elijah Moore. Final answer, I'm going Michael Carter. I'm going to, for who they drafted, I'm going to go Michael Carter. I think they're going to want to, you know, obviously run game is, is huge in this offense. So I'm going to go Michael Carter, help out the rookie quarterback a little bit. That's my guy. I'm locking that in. Love that. All right, perfect. So let me transition. We, we got another question. This one has less to do with some players. Um, this is was submitted from Jets CS. A lot of back and forth on the uniform situation. What are your thoughts? Keep, change, or go back? Uh, all right, let me get into this one a little uh, bit. Yeah, I know you're, you're big on the uniforms. I'm not a big uniform guy. I don't really care that much about this stuff. But I know you are. You love the uniforms. You, lo- you love the aesthetics of it. You go into it. All right, run so, with it. Yeah. So let me say this. And I'll, I'll I'll phrase this. I was a big uniform guy. I really was. Like, I remember my first jersey I ever got as a Jet fan. Keep in mind, twenty four, turning twenty five years old. So that's the time frame we're talking here. The first ever Jet jersey I got was. It had to be the away Chad Pennington jersey. Love the white. <laughs> Next jersey I get a Titans Dustin Keller. So I never go with the original. 
you, or I you, never went with the original. I tried to be unique. You, you got to tell the fans the Santana Moss story with that jersey. Oh, my God. That, yo, that's, that's great. An, that's an old-timer. Great call. So my brother, my older brother, three years older than me, it's literally his birthday. It's March 3rd is, is his birthday. I don't know if we're celebrating the week before or whatever. Um, he always wanted a Santana Moss jersey, right? By the way, I think he's a good Elijah Moore comp, but I won't get into it. Love that. So my brother, it's his birthday, right? He gets a gift from my parents, literally opens up the box, one of his gifts, Santana Moss jersey. My brother is like happy as any, I smile from ear to ear. No exaggeration, guys. I swear on my mother's life within... I'll say within an hour or so, Santana Moss traded Lavernius Coles. That jersey was meant nothing after that. It was looking back hysterical. We were all dead. My parents were devastated for him, but it was hysterical. Oh man! So that's just a quick jersey story. But all right. So like I was saying, big into the jersey. I had the away. I had the Titans. Really love it. They changed the jerseys. I was a little bit upset at them. I'll say that. I, I didn't really love the Jet jersey, but. And I hate the transition, guys. Sorry, Ranger fans out there. But I'm going to give a little Islanders comparison. The Islanders had the Fisherman jersey back in the day. Everybody hated the Fisherman jersey. And I say, no, no, you didn't hate the Fisherman jersey. You hated how bad they were during that era. And you look at the jersey and you say, oh, we don't like it. We want to change. Now everybody loves the Fisherman jersey. Let's bring them back. Oh, the Islanders are winning now. Everyone was freaking out. The reverse retro NHL jersey. The Islanders were boring. I haven't heard anyone bring that up considering they're a playoff team now. Once you start winning, you care less about the jersey. So I think everyone is talking about, oh, change the Jet jersey. Change this. Change that. And it's like, no, 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 guys. You're saying that because of how the bad association of the product on the field when you see that jersey. Once they start winning games, I guarantee 99.9% of you guys will care less about the jersey. Oh, for sure. Or if anything, you'll love it because it's going to remind you of Zach Wilson, hopefully. You're going to win some games. This is the Zach Wilson jersey, all that stuff. You'll like it. I'm over the jersey change. It's been two years. I'm not going to invest more money into it. It is what it is. You hope they win, and you associate it with a winning team. Yep. That's it. Sorry for the rant. I think it's a great point. That's a great point. It was a great question, though, because there was a lot of back and forth. There, listen, there were a lot of there, cool there, there, designs yeah, that there, fans I, put out Yeah, there. exactly. You see them, and they're like, oh, those are kind of nice, but you know it's not going to happen. But realistically, that's what they're going to do. I'll also bring up, I think the NFL has this, like, they used to have a policy where, where teams were allowed to have two helmets. Now they only have a one-helmet policy, so each player only has one helmet. And obviously these teams aren't going to invest money into, like, redesigning them for, like, the alternate jersey, this, that. So the Jets have their dark green helmet which means they're not going to bring back the Titans jersey. You're not going to repaint it the blue color. You're not going to do their neon green, whatever they called it, that kind of jersey. The color rush one? Yeah, the color rush. It's not going to match. So, like, even if the fans wanted crazy jerseys with this one helmet rule, I think there's some buzz into it changing. If it does change, yeah, we might get some more reverse retros or or whatever it was, color rush. I care less about it all. Right. Listen, I'm at the point now, you want to win. If you win, you're going to associate that jersey with the winning team. That's it. We'll go on to the next one. This one was um, submitted by, well, you know what? Let's go to E. Tully or E. Tully 5. <laughs> Schedule comes out soon. What are you looking forward to and what primetime possibilities are there? Well, there's a lot of interesting games in the schedule. I will say that. Uh, the first one comes to mind automatically, Carolina. Darnold, Jets, what happens there? You know, I'm rooting for Sam Darnold this year, but the one game I'm not going to be rooting for him, obviously, is against the Jets. I'm interested to see that that, that game also against Jacksonville. I want to see them against Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, pick one versus pick two. 
Let's see what happens. Who comes out on top of that game? I mean, I think the Jets are better constructed at this point than the Jaguars are. So I think the Jets should win that game. But it's going to be fun to see no matter what. I think so from a Jet fan's perspective, I, I see what you're saying with the Carolina game. Carolina's home that game. So there's not a ton of, like from my perspective as a Jet fan, like if it was a home game, that would be sick to go there, be a little bit rowdy. But it's in Carolina. It should be a great game either way. I think it would be a little bit cooler if the Jets were home. Um, I'll say this about the Jaguars. They absolutely need to make that. And probably a little bit of Jets bias. Maybe but the one versus two has to be a primetime game. Maybe a Thursday night game. Ha- hate the Thursday night games, but you're probably right. That's what I think it's gonna be a, I thought it would be a cool Thursday night game to watch. You know, I think people would buy into that. The Jets, or maybe also, they're playing Cincinnati also. Burrow, Zach Wilson, a lot of comparisons between them. Two upcoming teams. I can see that too. Maybe not the Jaguars. Um, the Jets are actually playing nine quarterbacks this year who on their current teams, it's their first or second year with their team. So a lot of new teams, new quarterbacks, different scenarios. Carson Wentz in India, like that dynamic. You know, I want a lot of games. I'm interesting to see, interested to see, and how the Jets play and how they play them. Like I'm so excited for this year just to see how this team's gonna look. So uh, I don't really care who's on prime time. I'm ready for all the games, but I'm um, definitely looking forward to the Donald game just to see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be prime time. I guess just going back. I don't know if history repeats itself or what. I don't know if it's just you know, for reference for for you fans out there. If you remember the Donald and Baker game, that was also a Thursday night. So right. I can definitely see that's true. The one like the Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence being a Thursday night as well. That that. Probably makes a lot of sense. You think any chance at all Jets actually get a Sunday night game? No, 0% chance. Maybe eh, 0.1%? No, probably not. And then Monday night, their NFL is probably Well, over now you got to remember, this, 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 they're open to flex playing Monday night games. Oh, that's right. So people can be moved in, moved out. I doubt Jets can Jets be moved into any Monday night games, but yeah. who knows? You never know. I mean, when they're 15 and 0 or whatever, yeah, 10 and 0 yeah, at that point in time. Sure, yeah, why sure, not? sure. Why not? But yeah, I know. And I think. That added 17th game. Who do they add? The Eagles. E- Eagles, yeah. So that's not going to be a, a primetime game at all. Probably not. And then if Jalen Hurst, another quarterback for his first year as a starter. So many interesting games, matchups this year. And man. the Jets are playing the Bucks this year. But if that's the case, it's probably going to be Patriots. Bucks is going to be the primetime. It's not going to be Jets versus Brady. It'll be oh, Patriots man. versus Brady. Man, I'm not looking forward to that game. I can't right. less. So we'll get one primetime game. We'll get Trevor versus Zach, and we'll probably lose that game like 34 to 31. No, 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 no. Jets winning that game. <laughs> You would hope so. You would absolutely hope so. But, yeah, a lot of, lot of exciting stuff in there. Um, we're talking about Zach Wilson. Let's transition. Um, this is a question submitted by It's a Jets Thing. Wilson's BYU strength of schedule or best players he's faced in college. What are your thoughts? Um, so the, Zach Wilson didn't play many great teams in college, especially when he let his, this let past year where he really took that next step, as many analysts would say. The best team he played, I spoke about it in depth on the first episode of this podcast, uh, Coastal Carolina. That was the best team when he lost that game. Um, it was on short short notice. Should have let a team down the field, 40 seconds left. You can listen to my whole rant in the first episode. I'm not going to go into it again. That was definitely the best team he played against. The best player he probably played against was uh, the corner on San Diego State, Darren Hall. Just got drafted in the fourth round. Not many great players come out of the Mountain West. He's probably the best, and he lit them up for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, twenty six and thirty five. I mean, he had. I mean, I wouldn't say he. You know, I mean, you could go through. You go, if you really want to go in depth about it, you can. But just to you know, quickly answer this question. He's the best player, and he ripped him apart. So I don't know if it really mattered. Um, Zach Wilson is gonna. His skills will transition no matter who he plays. I don't think that really. I don't really think that's what really matters. 
who is strength of schedule because so many quarterbacks have come from schools that weren't big, you know, like Trey Lance and Carson Wentz, where they come from, North Dakota State. The competition wasn't great. I don't buy much into that. Um, I think Zach Wilson's going to be fine, great. I don't think people should really buy into that too much either. I'll say this, and I guess it's not, I'll be honest with you guys. It's not my own thought. I'll reiterate it. I'm pretty sure Chris Sims said this, and it kind of really stuck with me when I first heard this. It's like everyone always says strength of schedule, the competition he's playing. you got to look at the, the flip side of that, where if he's not facing the best competition because of the division or the conference he's in, however you want to put it, that probably means, and it does mean, that the talent on his side of the ball is still not great. It's apples to apples. It's not like he has an all-star, stellar, super, super talented team against these garbage guys. No. It's apples to apples. I mean, so, he did, did have. I mean, his, I mean, his weapons weren't great, but he had a great offensive line. But people like you know hold against him. But you know, you make a if you have great offensive line, better for you. Right, but but what I'm saying is, I guess his receivers weren't going in the first or second no, round. Like, no, no, he doesn't have any. I think the best player on his team was Brady Christensen. Right, and so there are no crazy. The fourth round. See, he's not facing any crazy studs on the defensive side, but he also doesn't have any crazy studs on the offensive side. It's apples to apples, and given an even playing field, literally and figuratively, he dominated the competition. Right. So that's where I view where it's like, view the flip side of it, he'll be perfectly fine. He didn't have all the talent in the world. So now you could view it this way. Yeah, he's facing tougher competition in the NFL, but he's also going to have so much more talent on his side of the ball right. as well. And when you're evaluating these guys, intangibles intangibles look at the intangibles look how he plays in the pocket look how he stands in the pocket look how he throws the ball look how he moves outside of the pocket look how he throws him off platform throws on platform throws there's much more into it than your strength of schedule and competition guys 100 percent, 100 percent. and like you said we spoke about it so much um in, in the episode where we went through that yeah, in depth so for sure um so yeah i guess we'll, we'll go right into the next one um this one is from nagel 13 what were some of your favorite Jet moments or players growing up? Okay. My favorite Jets moment. We're going to that one first. Um, definitely the AFC divisional game against the Patriots. If I remember, that's my favorite for sure. And we beat them. 100%. That was my game. David Harris interception. Getting tackled in the, on, within the 10-yard line. That was the game Like I think about all the time. That's the game. Oh, oh, there's so. I mean, that whole run, those two years. I think the Charger game when Sean Green and oh, I'm like Thomas Jones, or Danny Thomas. There's so many great. But if I had to pick one, it would definitely be that game against the Pats when San Antonio Holmes caught that touchdown, the end zone too. Oh, so many. I'm surprised you didn't go with the Bengals game to get into the playoffs because we were at that game. Oh yeah, we were at that game. We were freezing our no, asses no, no, off. No, no, no. That, we were, that that was the, the most miserable game I've ever been to. Even though I was so happy, it was so miserable. But how far was that? A 36 to nothing game that they won. Something, something. I don't remember. We had game. hand warmers, feet warmers in there. My brother literally his toe was blue was because blue. of how cold. Swear to God, his toe was actually blue. That Crazy. was a tremendous game. That's really my favorite was. moment because we were nah, there that's, live. That's a good one too. In that first game, it's the Bengals too. Was a fun game. I was at okay. I was at a wedding, right? My aunt's wedding, my dad's sister's wedding, and it was the the day of the like round one game, Jets Bengals. I was like, I was like, I, was like, I can't, I can't miss this game. And it was the ceremony was right during the game. I was like, I can't miss this game. There's a picture on my 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 parents have it on their Facebook to this day, of me and my cousins huddled around a computer screen watching the game while the wedding ceremony is going on in the background. Great picture. That's how deep this fandom goes. This is not some... And another great um, Jets moment, my personal moment for me, Love my this. favorite player ever is Nick Mangold. Why? Because Gonz's dad used to bring us to the Jets training camp when they were at Hofstra. 
back then they were at Hofstra. So we used to go, and I used to get the, my football aut- autographs. I was a little kid. I'm a short kid to begin with, but even then I was even shorter. So I go up to these guys. I, I, I knew we drafted this guy, Nick Mangle. Didn't know much about him. Because I was, I was a young kid. I wasn't doing draft analysis like I am now. So I have my football into this kid's face. And I'm against the fence. It's just, my head is barely over it. And I'm sticking this football in this guy's face. And he, sk- he keeps skipping over me. I'm like, what, what's wrong with this guy? What is he? What is he, ridiculous? So he's skipping over me. All of a sudden he goes, I see you, kid. I was like, come on, man. You signed the football. He, and then I put in his face again. He goes, I said, I see you, kid. Eventually he signs the football. I go back to Gans because I was by myself. I said, if I'm a new favorite player ever, this guy Nick Mangold's phenomenal. He just yelled at me. I love him. <laughs> you would think most people would view that. It was like, oh my God, he was so mean to me. Chesco loved, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I got a, that for Christmas that year. I got an autographed um, Nick Mangold picture. Got his jersey. All by Nick Mangold. To this day, still my favorite Jet ever. I miss him on this team. Guy was a leader. Uh, he's, he's still a huge Jeff fan. If you guys follow him on Twitter, best guy. Definitely that for me. Nick Mangold, favorite player, favorite game, Jets, Patriots. What about you, Gons? So, uh, like I said before, my favorite game was at Bengals to get into the right, playoffs because right. we were there. Favorite player, I could give you the, the stereotypical, the obvious, Darrell Revis. I mean, like, that. I think that's everybody's. So I'll right. throw that out and there. Of our generation, that's, you know, right. how can it not be? And for sure. It's not going um, to be Mark Sanchez. No. But I will say, it was Mark Sanchez's tight end. I mentioned before, I had the Dustin Keller Titans jersey. Mm. I hung that thing up in my college dorm room. It was, like, my, my prized possession Freaking loved it. I don't know why. I love a good tight end. I think it's like the most interesting position in football. And like I viewed it like safety blanket. Guy does everything. I he does. He, 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 had know, a, he had a good run. I had a weird obsession with Dustin Keller. Yeah. I literally couldn't tell you guys why. I just loved him. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody him. has those guys like they just like they just you just love for no. You don't know why. Legit, no reason. No, you don't, yeah. Just his number, the way it looked on the jersey, how he was on the field. It's like a solid, solid player. Yeah, that's how I was. With Jim Leonard, love Jim Leonard. Leon Washington. You did uh, love few, Jim Leonard. A few guys I just loved. I used to love everything about Jim Leonard. Leon Washington, Thomas Jones. I loved so many guys, but. uh yeah, that's a good pick. Right. Safe pick. Safe pick. So, with that being said, we'll go on to the last question here. This is a super interesting question, in my opinion, obviously, considering we're doing the podcast. This was from at Nick Marici. Who do you listen to when it comes to sports radio? Who inspired you growing up to want to do Jets banter right now? Oof. Uh, easy for me, first and foremost, Mike and the Mad Dog. Best. The best to ever do it. The best that will ever do it. They are the pinnacle of sports radio, the best of the best. They are what every sports analyst, podcast, radio should try to emulate, never duplicated ever. That's why they they taught me how to look at sports. They taught me about baseball. They taught me about football. They taught me what mattered, what didn't matter. They were my everything as a kid. They were they were my they were my encyclopedia. Mike Francesca, the sports pope, one million percent. He is a sports pope. That's the guy. Mad Dog, just as good. Different personality, just as good. Love them both. Definitely my favorite. My my biggest inspiration as a kid in sports, them. My favorite listen, Joe and Evan. They were together on WFAN. Big WFAN guy. Never was a big ESPN radio guy. If you're in New York, you know WFAN. That's the, that's the pinnacle of sports radio. They put sports radio on the map. They made it the way it is today. They are a big reason why. Definitely suggest everyone go watch Mike and the Mad Dog documentary on ESPN. That's the 60 for 60, 30 for 30 over there. 30 for 30, yeah, it is. Yeah. They're the best. Joe and Evan. 
I just want guys to talk sports all the time. That's what I care about. I don't care about nonsense like Craig Carton talks about. That's not what I'm about. I'm here for the facts. And that's what Mike and the Mad Dog gave you every time. Joe and Evan gave the same thing, but from a fan's perspective. Joe Joe Beningo was like the best fan to ever go on radio. He, when the Jets lost, you wanted to be there at 10 o'clock as soon as you opened the show to hear him talk about the pain. And when they won, you wanted him to. You wanted to hear the shock on his on, in his voice when they won. Those are my guys, hands down. Those two shows, and I miss them both so dearly. I don't. I don't even want to listen to WFAN without them anymore. It's not the same. Both Mike being gone, Meadows being gone a while, Joe's gone. The dynamic isn't the same with with Joe, with uh, Evan and Carton. That that was, and we'll never get that back. And it's sad. And it's terrible. And I. And that's that to me. That's my inspiration, favorite, everything. Them too. What about you? No, I mean you hit the nail. I, I was <clears throat> not saying I didn't like them, but I was never as much as you were into Mike and the Mad Dog. I could totally understand why you were. For me, I was gonna say my answer to this. It's like there's no other choice, especially if you're doing a Jets podcast. It's Joe B. It's, Joe B. He's one of us. Yeah, like, he's a fan. He's a fan. He's one of us. I literally, when I heard him on the radio, I felt like I was hearing myself, or at least the passion of a real Jets fan. And nobody hey, look, more passionate than, it, about the Jets it, than it, Joe Beningo. And it gives you hope too. Like you said, he was a he was just a caller that that called into the state. Like he was one. Of, you hit every nail on the head. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to that. I guess more on the podcast side. And again, sorry again, Ranger fans. Hype for you, Isles fans. If you listen to them, I'll give them a shout out. The Isle Seat Podcast by Mike Carver used to be B Comp was on there as well. They had, in my opinion, what was a great Islander, still is a great Islander podcast. And what I loved about it, and kind of I feel like what we do here, it's like just genuinely was just two fans that were talking about it and never like got too in over their heads. And they just gave you an honest opinion and it was genuine passion and it was, they were never faking anything. They still, I mean, Mike Carver does it by himself. Now he doesn't fake anything. He's a real fan. He'll tell you how it is. And he kind of formed his own like small community as well. And like, that's what I feel like jet fans are as well. It's like a genuine community, like on social media. And I say this as a compliment guys, you guys are nuts on social media, but I love it. And, And we love being part of that as well. So like, I'll, I'll throw them out there. I, I used to listen to them literally every morning when I could on the train going to work. And, and that's kind of like the, like the question said, who are you inspired by? Was They were a big part of it. So yep. that, that's it for me. Yep. I, 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 I get that totally. I get that totally. I, um, yeah, I think about that all the time growing up, listening to all those great guys on the radio and how we don't have it as much today. And it's sad because they were just nonstop sports all the time. I was listening to the radio the other day. They, the day of the draft, and Carn's talking about chicken. <laughs> chicken. What What are we talking about? Zach Wilson must be number two picking the Jets. Do you think Mike and the Mad... I'm not going to get into it, but you guys know where I'm going. And, you know, I, I, go, I go on a tangent for, for 20 minutes, but definitely recommend everyone go listen, go watch the Mike and the Mad Dog 30 for 30 on ESPN. Phenomenal watch, and it shows you the impact they ha- had on radio today, to this day. Oh, of They course. were the kings. Of course, one hundred percent. That they, like I said, even though I wasn't the biggest fan, they were absolutely the kings. But uh, but yeah, listen, I I gotta say for Chesco, I I loved doing this episode. I thought this was like a pretty cool, refreshing episode. Hopefully, you guys liked it too. Like listening to yep, it, you liked yep. us answering your questions. So listen, I, I'm sure we'll do this. If you guys like this, let us know. We'll continue doing some mailbags in the future. So like I said in the beginning, give us a follow on social media: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whichever it is at Jets Banter and and hey 
I, we'll, we'll do this in the future, like I said, if you guys like. So, uh, with that being said, um, I'm getting pretty hungry, so let's go get a goddamn snack. Peace.